Okay, so this is what's going on. PETA, Protection for Ethical Treatments of Animals, is using chat GDP, GPT, vegan, to rewrite the book of Genesis. The author of Virginia is the beginning. In the beginning, all animals were treated with respect according to PETA, which is given the Bible book of Genesis modern making over. Using chat GPT to send a can't-be-missed animals' rights message filled with vegan teachings. PETA hopes the new cruelty-free story of creation will appeal to Generation Z, 73% of whom identify as an animal rights activist. In the book PETA's version of the creation story, animals are referred to as beings rather than beasts or creatures, and plant fibers like hemp and bamboo are used as used in place of animal skins for clothing. As no one with any fashion or moral sense would wear animal skins in the 21st century. Really? Among other new interpretations, in Genesis chapter 22, Abraham travels to the land of Moriah and befriends a gentle lamb to show his reverence and respect for God's creation, rather than slaughtering a ram to demonstrate his faith. Much as human sacrifice once a, rea once a reality is now outlawed all over the world, the Bible has long been used to justify all forms of oppression, so we've used chat GPT to make it clear that a loving God would never endorse exploitation of or cruelty to animals, says P says PETA President Ingrid Newkirk. It took God only six days to create the entire world, but we realized it would take us years to rewrite the whole Bible, which is why we've started with just the first book. Another revised passage is in chapter 21 with Abraham and Sarah, who, according to the original Bible, were 190 years old, respectively, when they conceived their child Isaac, add to their growing family by adopting a dog named Herbie. <laughs> As they walked with Herbie and Sarah and Abraham, thought of the importance of adopting dogs from shelters and rescue organizations rather than purchasing them from breeders, Petta's version reads. They spoke of how buying a dog or cat from a breeder or a pet shop contributes to the companion animal overpopulation crisis as countless dogs and cats in shelters await loving homes while breeders continue to produce more puppies and kittens for profit. Wow. This is, uh, oh man, this this is really a, what can I say, a, a delusion, all right? And I, I don't know what to say about people who are like this. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Because this is a... Uh, just a perversion but you do read romans chapter one and god gave them up to the uh whatever they wanted to do they did not run to retain god in their mind right but uh and god gave them up to what they wanted to do which was a reprobate mind all right and that's what they wanted to do. So when people wanted to be 
you know, have sex with men, God gave him up to reprobate mind. When people want to have women want to have sex with women, God gave him up to reprobate mind. When men wanted to have sex with children, God gave him up to reprobate mind. You know. And here's something else. Okay. That um God said about those who tried to rewrite his word. All right. Right here. Warnings about changing the Bible. In Psalm 12, verse chapter 12, verse 7, God promised to preserve his word from this generation forever. Preserve preservation served to prevent accidental corruption of the text during transmission. Also, this divine Preservation counters the deliberate con concentrated war on the Bible by Satan and his angels. This conspiracy to pervert the word of God is worldwide and dates to the most ancient of times. The word has been under attack since the serpent deceived Eve. The enemy of mankind, knowing that scriptures lead to salvation, causes man to doubt the Bible, reject the Bible, and even alter the Bible. The corruptions are as numerous as heresies which spawn them. God has strengthened and purified his word that it may stand against this assault. Martin Luther once said, the Bible is like a line. It does not need to be defended. Just like it, just let it loose and it will defend itself. God has preserved his word and it, has, and it can defend itself. Despite the opposition of the devil, man, God, God will remain pure, inspired. God's word would remain pure, inspired and inerrant. How do we know that heretics have attempted to change the word of God? God has given us warnings about heretics bringing perversions of the gospel. The Lord takes his word very seriously. He has preserved it for us. He has commanded us not to change it in any way. He has given us warnings about those who alter it and those and to those who alter it. God has commanded us not to change his word as he is the author, he holds the eternal copyright he allows us, he allows us, nay, commands us to copy and spread his word to the entire world. However, he strictly forbids the addition or removal of anything from his word. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2. If you add to his words, you make yourself a liar. Add thou not unto God's words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, prohibition on altering God's word is not limited to the Old Testament. The closing verses of the New Testament contain a very strong warning against tampering with the God's word. Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto the things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book and verse 19 and if any man shall take away from the words of this book of, of this prophecy god shall take away his part of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book okay and a person that comes to mind i believe is walter t russell who is uh founder of the jehovah witnesses he uh took away from the book and his end was not good okay god has a very high opinion of his word he inspired it perfectly and he forbids us from polluting it or adding or subtracting from it 
okay? To keep us from accepting a counterfeit Bible, God has warned us from those, God has warned us of those who change it. The primary culprits include Satan, hardened sinners, heretics, false prophets, false teachers, and false apostles, along with their followers, ignorant as though they may be. The war on the word of God began in the began with the devil in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 to 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat of it, thou shalt surely die. The old serpent challenged this command, saying, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Calling God a liar, he removed some of his words. Ye shall not surely die. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. Next, Satan added his lie to the word. For, go, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then thou eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, doing good and evil. Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. The devil cannot touch the word of God without corrupting something. When he has attempted, when he, when he was tempting the Lord Jesus Christ, he misquoted Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. Note the following changes. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. All right. Saints perversion in Luke chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. For it is written, Ye shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. The dragon removes in all thy ways and adds at any time. These corruptions give the reader the impression that we can do things that we know are foolish and the Lord will always get us out of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ is not deceived and responds with, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Luke chapter 4, verses 12. It is the devil that takes the word of God out of the heart, lest the sinner be saved. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word. Luke chapter 8, verse 12. Satan has always sought to do away with the word of God. The devil is not alone in his attack on the Bible. His human agents are fast at work to change and discredit God's word. The Bible clearly exposes the human element in the perversion of the word, from the false prophets of old to the false teachers of today. We are strongly admonished to separate ourselves from these individuals and their message. This does not mean that we do not seek to bring them out of the error unto repentance and the true gospel, but we are not to have fellowship with them as Christians, but um, but unbelievers. Romans chapter 1, verses 21 and 25. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts darkened, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped that, and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. These people, having rejected God, have changed the truth of God into a lie. They are hardened sinners who love their sin, who want nothing to do with the God and his with God and his salvation. They go beyond the rejecting the word of God in their own eyes, in their own lives. They want to change the word that they have maybe justified in their sins, being convicted by scripture, but being hardened against God. They have pressed for legislation effectively banning the preaching of the convicting passages, passages, passages which could lead to their salvation. This is done through hate crime laws that forbid the intimidation of protected groups. These laws typically don't ban specific scriptures, but forbid 
the offending of Jews, Muslims, homosexuals, and other groups. If a member of a protected group is offended by reading of the scripture, they can press charges accusing the reader of a hate crime. They, being convicted of scripture, fight the conviction of the Holy Ghost and seek the conviction of the preacher, which is happening today, okay? Not only in, in third world countries where people are burned, raped, and crucified for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, but in Western countries, you could lose your job, you could be arrested, okay? Like in Canada, you could be arrested for preaching the gospel and against homosexuality. Chief among those who have altered the word are Christ-rejecting Jews and homosexuals. Yes, because in, uh, <clears throat> in Israel, you do have uh, in Tel Aviv a very big homosexual um, population. Okay, people, you know, it's like Atlanta, parts, you know, Atlanta, which is very much a uh, gay Mecca. So is Tel Aviv in Israel, and they'll be against it. And Israel very much is against, the, the Israeli government is very much against the preaching of the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jewish groups have argued that the reading of Isaiah 53 needs to be retranslated because of its strong witness to Jesus as the Messiah. Some of these groups, including the American Interfaith Institute, are also insistent that translators even remove so-called anti-Semitic passages from the Bible. Homosexual groups have protested reading of passages against the practices of hate crimes. Some of these alterations are de facto perversions. The scripture remains intact, but is ignored and or outlawed, and some are outright mutilations of the text. However, the unregenerate man has no knowledge that the Bible is a spiritual book, that it cannot be changed by human hands and human decrees. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Yeah. It's like when you read the Bible, you know, unless God is, unless you pray to God, or God reveals it to you by the Holy Ghost, you're not going to understand the Bible. Okay, it's like picking up a book and it's in a foreign language and you don't speak that language. You're not going to be able to understand it unless there's an interpreter. This is a translation. And Jesus is that translation through the Holy Ghost to have you be able to understand the Bible. Most craftily, the unsaved, <clears throat> the unsaved, let me see. All right, where is it? For they are foolishness unto him, neither they can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. More crafty than the unsaved in their alteration of the scripture are the heretic and false prophet, also known as false brethren, false teachers, and false apostles. These come in by stealth, professing themselves to be Christians. The heretic takes inspired scripture and adjusts it to make their own to match their own twisted teaching. The false prophet produces his own scripture, conjuring up false dreams, false visions. And false words and then stamps thus saith the lord on it as if it were the word of god the inspired apostle paul warned many which handled the word of god deceitfully second corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 and that and which corrupt the word of god second corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 paul reproved the galatians for falling to, into another gospel galatians chapter 1 verse 6 a false gospel and warned them of those who preferred the gospel of christ galatians chapter 1 verse 7 the Apostle Peter gave a blunt warning about false teachers bringing false words. Second Peter chapter two, verse one to three. But there, but there were false prophets also among the people, 
even as they shall be false teachers among you who privily bring in damnable heresies to even deny the Lord that bought them and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. You know, people who, you know, like fake teachers, you know, who are not there for Jesus, but they want to have all, you know, preach other things saying that God is okay with homosexuality. God is okay with you uh, going to the military, even though the military is nothing more than um, a, a, a tool of the corrupt elite and politicians and bureaucrats to steal resources from other countries, cause nothing but rape, starvation, and destruction, okay? Meanwhile, many who go to join the military are sexually assaulted by their own fellow uh, soldiers, okay? And they can't get help, ending up for them just, you know, killing themselves in the process, all right? Also, the fact of... Uh, they can't get the VA benefits, okay? And you have pastors leading people to the Christians to the slaughter that it's okay to go to the military, okay? Or it's okay to join martial arts even though it's out of the occult, false teachers. Or it's okay to divorce and remarry while your first spouse is still alive. And the Bible says that if you divorce and remarry while your first spouse lives, you will be an adulteress or adulterer. We all know adulterers and adulterers don't enter the kingdom of God. All right, Romans chapter 7, okay? False teachers will, you know, say it's okay to divorce and remarry. All right. <clears throat> and through the covetous shall they with vain words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now for a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not people who will like uh you know try to con you to give to for you to give them money you've seen those type of preachers Juanita Bynum is one of them the false teachers will come bearing vain words fake words false words words that appear to be the word of God but they are not their words are not the words are but a perversion of the inspired writings the motive covetous they lust after wealth they lust after fame they lust after followers they are willing to make a mockery of the word of God to satisfy their lust Peter continues his warning against those who use great words, great swelling words of vanity, carefully and crafted lies, and the lusts of the flesh, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18, to draw followers. We are repeatedly warned because many will get caught up in the deception. Many shall follow the pernicious ways. If these would, if these would take heed to the word of God, they wouldn't fall for the deception. We are earnest content for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, Jude chapter one, verse three, the faith was given to us once. God will not send another with a new faith that contradicts the old. If any preach another faith, they need to be corrected. The Bible makes it clear that if someone comes in bearing an unscriptural doctrine and won't consent to correction by wholesome words, first Timothy chapter six, verse three, that person is to be rejected and expelled. A man that is a heretic after the first and second admission, reject Titus chapter three, verse 10. Therefore, the heretics produce their own version or perversion of God's word in agreement with their heresy to lead others astray. Also, of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Acts chapter 20, verse 30. The Bible is full of warnings and examples of false teachers and false prophets corrupting the word of God and bringing forth another gospel. Therefore, it is correct to acknowledge that altered scriptures have 
been produced and passed off as genuine. For example, the Jehovah Witness have produced their own Bible translation, which among other trans other perversions renders John chapter one, verse one, as in the beginning, the word was, and the word was with God, and the word was a God. Also, the Mormons have taken portions of the Bible, added more to it, and produced their own Bible, the Book of Mormon, the eighth article of faith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mormon states, we believe the Bible is to be the word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We believe the Bible, the Book of Mormon, to be the word of God. The telling sign of a false prophet is a prophecy that does not come to pass. If a prophet wasn't 100% accurate, they were declared a false prophet to be stoned under Mosaic law. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 20 to 22. Have the apostles of old given us a false prophecy in their warning of heretics perverting the word of God? No, indeed. History has confirmed them as will be explained. History of the Bible translations of the history of the Bible Truly alterations the Bible texts have been made. God has warned us, and it has come to pass. However, despite these attempted alterations, we still have God's pure word. Okay. It's a long article, so I will... Um, let's see. Yeah, let me, let me read the rest. Warned to corruptors. Okay. All right, read that part. Okay. All right. For those who add to God's word, he will punish with the plagues of revelation. However, those who take away from the word are threatened with removal from the book of life. Literally, loss of their salvation. All which add to the word are declared liars. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 23 proclaims judgment on false prophets. And Jeremiah, he went through some stuff, man. I mean, God called him when he was a teenager. He was scared, but God, you know, I was right there to put some fire under his feet. Like, listen, you, 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 uh, crack under pressure. I'm going to embarrass you, Jeremiah. I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget reading that in the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 31, 32, 39, 40. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, and he saith, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies, and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Therefore, behold, I, even I, will utter forget you, utterly forget you, and will forsake you, and the city that I gave you, and your fathers, and cast you out of my presence. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame, which thou shalt not be forgotten. Therefore, if you're guilty of willingly changing God's word, beware that he will punish you. Attempt to change, rewrite, outlaw, and destroy his word will, will come to naught. God has kept his word pure. Your, your modifications are but a counterfeit. Repent of your deeds, and God will forgive you. Conclusion, God's word is under attack. He has preserved his word to thwart his, this attack. However, counterfeit gospels and counterfeit Bibles do exist, God having warned us in his word of them. These forgeries have been produced by sinners and heretics wanted to be justified for the error of their ways. God has threatened with the severest of judgments those who would dare to alter his word. God has preserved his word. This is evident 
both in the original languages and translations, the devil and his minions have produced their counterfeit words, and these are evident both in the originals and in the translations. Despite Satan's attacks, we have we have the preserved inerrant word of God today. How can we tell the pure word of God from a counterfeit? How do we know that the Bible has been preserved? Where is preserved word of God? This shall be covered in the next article. All right. Okay. So there it is. There it is. People are trying to, you know, take the word of God and they're trying to change it. Okay. We already have, I remember someone telling me that we have that there's a feminist Bible, right? And it's called the Queen James Version. Get that? The Queen James Version. And that's insane, man. That is insane. But feminism is against God. It is racist. All right. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of women, you know, a lot of hurt women don't understand. And that's the thing, too. All right. Sometimes these people who want to change the word of God have experienced pain. Okay. They've experienced some sort of, uh, some sort of trauma or they just heart they just can't um bring themselves to come to submission to christ they've lived such a life you know of in the dark before coming to christ that when it comes to the battle between the old and the new man they'll always submit to the old man so they will be seduced by false doctrines and God isn't going to force us to come to him. He's going to warn us, though. He's going to warn us, but he will never force us. He says, he, he was, it's in the book of Revelation. He was holy still, let him be holy still. He was filthy still, let him be filthy still. He gives us a choice. I warned you, if you don't conform to me, you'll go to hell. But I'm still giving you the choice. My ways are not easy, but he said he'll give you the spirit to endure. But it's up to us if we want to endure. If you want to suffer in the flesh to cease from sin. That's all I have for now. Peace and God bless you. Happy Memorial Day.